Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome back to Oz Business Australia's only live streaming business and markets channel. Great to have your company just gone midday. Of course, that means it's time for the call. 10 stocks, two experts, 60 minutes to get through them. And uh, all the stocks are suggested by you. And joining us today, one of our favourite uh, panel of experts, James Rosenberg from Bailey's. James, good to see you. Thanks, Good David. weekend. David, it was fantastic. I um, must say, if I die of some um, obesity-related illness, I hope that Woolworths is charged with manslaughter for putting blue Costello cheese on special. Um, you let yourself go. Perfect. No discipline. Love you. Know where you're coming from. And Gary Glover from Novus Capital is with us. Gary, good to see you again. How's your weekend? Did you get out and about now that uh, some of the restrictions are being eased? Yeah, a little bit of out and about, but uh, yes, similar to James, actually, I've probably uh, indulged a little bit cheeses and a little bit too much wine on the weekend, so uh, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. It's amazing, I said to Lib, um, uh, gee, I think we know, need another order of naked wines, and she goes, we only got the last dozen about a week or two ago, and I went, that's what social isolation does to you. Anyhow, good to have you both aboard. Uh, let's kick off with our uh, with our stock of the day, which is Next DC. Of course, the data centre giant has proved a pretty resilient stock during the COVID crisis. Had a big April, launching a six hundred and seventy two million dollar capital raising and reaffirming its twenty twenty financial year guidance. At the same time, this came at a time when most businesses were downgrading or withdrawing guidance, and I notice um, a couple of the broking houses have. Put up, uh, put out new upgrades for Next DC over the last week or so. Uh, James, um, Next DC did an interesting capital raising because they were very selective on the institutions they they were they'd and um, yep they were indeed, and that's always um, raises a few eyebrows from yes. some people. Look, I think you hit the nail on the head when you described it as being a resilient business. Um, basically, it's cloud computing, and when I think of yeah. cloud computing, it's I think it's someone else's computer. They're for someone else. Um, And it's a fantastic and growing business. It's great for security. You're looking at multiple locations to have your data stored. Um, You don't have to worry about the sort of cold uh, comms room and so forth. The problem I have with it um, is that how long does that resilience last? At some point in time, that's going to become commoditized and erode their competitive advantage, which is massive at the moment. Um, That's fine. Most businesses find that, but you're paying a very, very big multiple for growth that is no doubt there. Um, Very confident it's going to happen, but for how long, I'm not quite sure. Okay. So a bit of a risk. You wouldn't be buying I like the business, but not at these levels. Right. Okay. Uh, Gary, what do you think of Next DC? Yeah, look, I fully understand James' comments there. I mean, it's a $4.25 billion market cap. Um, so I only had, what, 
first type revenue of just under 100 mil. So the thing with this thing, it is growing. So um, it doesn't make any money yet. So it's still, still uh, I think it lost 4.9 million in the last half after 3.0 million the part before that. So it's all about growth here. So basically you're buying this sort of growth story here. So do you, uh, you know, if you believe in the, the growth here, obviously they've been winning contracts and expanding. So the thing about growth stocks is sometimes you've got to put the PEs aside. Um, it's usually only when they stop growing that PEs become more relevant. <laughs> um, but big valuation here. The... Yeah. Um, but look, the, the price action looks it still looks pretty. Yes. So the thing I've noticed here, after um, you know, we've done the raising there, we've had a bit of a run in the price. We've pulled back. We're so each sort of pullback is sort of getting narrower and narrower. So it just means that um, the, the, the selling really, you know, the like every time the price comes back, the, the buyers are sort of probably keener to step in. So yeah, just still looks in a pretty robust position here. So massive valuation, but. It's got some momentum here, and, and um, the one thing you know about sort of bear markets is the strongest stocks are the ones you should be buying. So, um, yeah, not the weakest ones. Okay. So, do you like it at these levels? Uh, like it short term here. Um, right. So, I think the stock can go probably high here momentum, but it is it, it is getting pretty big up there. You just got to be careful of what you're um, buying here. So. Yeah. Um, because they've they've been building yeah, I mean, a lot look, of a lot of data are, centers, yeah. has it? That's where the money's been going, and da- data centers are a big cost to get a head start on. Yeah, that's right. So I mean, we're, we're getting growth there. So I think there's what ten to fifteen percent sort of growth there, sort of uh, you know half year, half year. So that's that, that's pretty tidy. Um, it'd be nice to see it making a profit. That'd be better, um, but. It is big market cap, so that's that's thing that'll be wary of here for longer term. So, you normally sure. find these growth stocks there; they 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 kind of run with the bulls, and then they, they keep going. And then usually, once everyone starts to see that the growth starts to um, or is at risk, that's when yeah. everyone starts to exit. You know, yeah. so at the moment, everyone's there's still a lot more contracts getting one, so it's got momentum. But yep. okay, um, just understand what it is. So yeah, mm. trade with a stock. Yeah. Once you get on the treadmill, you've got to have that resilience, don't you? All right, let's get stuck into uh, the top 10 stocks for today. Uh, again, thank you for sending them in. A terrific mixture, large and small. We've got energy stocks, a bit of a bent to energy stocks, uh, I suppose, today. But uh, uh, we've got vitro fertilisation providers. We've got administration platform groups, uh, telco retailers. Uh, let's get stuck into them. And James, the first one for today, Cooper Energy, oil and gas with uh, interest, Cooper Basin, Otway and Gippsland in Victoria. Yeah, and it's a company that's been around since 2002, quite diversified in uh, their exploration. Yeah. It's only got a patchy history of profitability. And um, as you know from previous conversations, I like to see companies with a, uh, a really solid history of profitability um, and stability of profitability it gives you a lot more confidence in the future. The fact that this company's only made money a couple of times uh, worries me a bit. Um, they've also had some pretty significant capital raisings. In fact, in the last four years, they've gone from 400 million shares on issue to 1.6 billion, and that never really wow. gives me a lot of confidence. You like to see companies uh, funding growth organically. Yeah. Um, that's not the case. So, uh, yeah, it's not one that I would consider this really in the punting class. So it's not right. really one that I'd look at. Okay. Gary? 
Yeah, definitely some risk in here. I mean, uh, there's a. I think the, the the biggest risk here is that the the Cooper's plant may not run at full capacity. And that's what the a lot of the brokers are sort of looking at here. The broker values are a lot higher, so most of the valuations between forty four to sixty cents. So the share price is probably a little suppressed at the moment. So from an opportunity, you know, might be some opportunity there in the short term there, but. Um, yeah, I think long term there is just some risk as to whether they can get um, get their production full capacity. So, lots of shares on issue. You know, probably not not one that I would look at personally. But sure, it is it is maybe possibly undervalued here, but probably not going to have. You know, this, this, I just read a few risks in there when, when I was looking looking at it closely. So, probably too many for me. Okay. All right, um, let's keep with you, Gary, and, and keep in the energy sector. Uh, Beach Energy, probably the other end of the um, uh, of the scale in, in terms of you comparing uh, Cooper and Beach. Oil and gas exploration, new projects coming on stream. Um, is Beach a bit more reliable? Yeah, probably probably is probably a little bit. Um, look, three billion market cap, so it's got a bit a bit of size to it. The PE is probably pretty low here. It's always hard to look at these things. Um, but the PE of sort of under six here. The the yields around one half percent, so pretty low there. But most of broker vales are in that one fifty to one eighty uh, range. Um, so look, it it is expecting sort of uh, earnings around that one point two billion. So. It just goes to show it's um, for a market cap of three bill, it's expecting its earnings to come in around one point two bill. So you know this, it it has it has performed pretty well in the past here. It has been growing um, beach. There's just the risk here is that the gas pricing could soften a little bit here. So there's just a little bit of risk to the downside, but there's probably a bit of value in there as well with beach. So yeah, I probably like this one a bit more than I do with Cooper for mm. sure. Okay, James. I agree with Gary. A um, lot more resilient, a lot um, greater history of earnings. Yeah. Um, they've got about a third of their revenue for the year fixed, so there's um, so there's less uh, downside than some of their peers with a weak oil price. Uh, clearly, that's an issue across the whole sector. Yep. Um, and they also look fairly well poised for a substantial pickup when um, when things improve in in the oil market. Yep. Who knows when that will be? Um, at these sort of levels, it's uh, it's probably quite attractive. Certainly prefer it over uh, over Cooper. Yep. <coughs> is it is this one of those stocks? Um, and a lot of times on the call here, the the analysts have been saying, uh, if you're going to get into resources, you get in on its knees. Oil prices being on its knees, but you pick the quality ones and and a track record. So if you had a view that hey, oil's on its knees, um, I so what, over the weekend got back to 30 bucks, which is a long way from the 16 or the zero just a month ago. Um, is this a type of stock to buy uh, in terms of beach? In terms of being on its knees, yes. In yeah. terms of quality, I'd prefer to have Woodside, which right. is a okay. substantially bigger and more, and more stable business. Right. Um, probably more upside with the likes of beach, but probably more risk as well. So it oh, depends okay. on where you sit on that... Um, on that spectrum as to how appropriate it is. Yeah. Gary, what do you reckon? Is it a time to yeah, buy Yeah, I think stocks? if you're looking at, say, um, I'm, I'm long a few, so um, I think so. Um, but I, I'd, I'd probably look at it as sort of, you know, Woodside's your sort of top tier. Um, 
Santos or, or an old search uh, up there as well. And then if you're looking for something that second tier, maybe with a bit more risk, but a bit more upside potential, then probably Beach probably would fit mm-hmm. that criteria. So looking to take a little bit more risk on um, Beach. Remember, Beach was sort of, it was humming before this oil price um, really came off. So it was sort yeah. of growing, you know, the share price had had, uh, you know, quite a few years of consecutive growth. So it was viewed as sort of a you know, quality sort of next tier sort of asset coming up. So, yeah, it's probably one to have a look at, actually. Yep. The other thing I'd point out is that oil is one of those commodities that every once in a while has a massive spike because we're going to run out of oil. Remember um, peak oil and $150 a barrel and all that sort of thing. And then you turn around a few years later and the world's sort of, uh, you know, flooded with it and we're, um, we're all going to drown in, in how much of the stuff it is. So um, what Gary pointed out earlier that uh, the time to buy it when it's on its knees is 100%. Uh, correct in my view, you have to be a little bit patient and you have to be uh, prepared to wear some downside in the meantime. But um, but uh, sure as eggs in a few years' time, we're all going to be worried about running out of oil again. <laughs> and then when that happens, James, as usual, the Saudis will just turn the tap on again that's, and it'll start. That's the game, isn't <laughs> it's it? A, it's in their hands all that's, the time. That's the game. It's ridiculous. All right. Uh, our next stock is uh, away, away from oil and energy this time. Reliance Worldwide. Um, how would you describe this, James? Is Reliance sort of a big flash plumbing group, <laughs> sophisticated plumbing group that it sort of monitors water flows and things like That's that? That's exactly it? right. And it's, yeah. in, uh, it's in residential, it's in commercial, uh, it's in industrial, it's got yeah. a global business. Um, it's been pretty resilient in Australia and the US uh, over the last month and a bit. Uh, Europe's been a bit more challenging. Uh, look, it's a really good business. It's probably less cyclical than a uh, than some of the resi plays. Yeah. Um, given the uncertainty around Europe, you uh, to buy it at these levels, you would really be uh, want to be confident that Europe's going to have a, a, a pretty good bounce back. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I'd pro- probably prefer to be buying at the low two dollar range than the mid two dollar range. Right. Okay, Gary. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a $2 billion market cap. I think the PE is around 16 and a half, almost 17. So not cheap considering the market's come off quite a lot. Um, well, I guess the thing that jumped out at me the most here was that in February before uh, paper was sort of taking place there, the latest update basically was sort of showing that the growth in America wasn't coming through to their expectations. And that's when the, the price had a bit of a drop down there um, on that. So there's just... There's a bit of, um, we've got economic risk to me, and we've also got execution risk. So, so far, the execution risk, there, there has been some, some signs of um, not following through there. They haven't you know, got the growth that they were initially expecting, particularly in the, in the, um, in the US. So, so with, 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 you know, with COVID as well, that's going to probably put more strain on that. So, yeah, I think everyone had pretty high hopes for this business here. Just so far, you know, it just might be, it's got to be concerned sometimes. Sometimes uh, Aussie companies sort of expanding there don't can can have have a few issues. So right. just got to see. You know, I think at the market will will be really looking at what's happening in the US there, whether whether they're actually can can get that part of the business humming because that's that's the real risk here. I think if they can get get that going again, get yeah. good numbers there, then the market will probably get get back on board with this stock. Uh, so, James, what drives it? Is it is it that 
home construction, building construction, it's tied to that cycle? All, all, all of the above. Right. All of the above. Okay. Um, you know, it's, it's a very broad business. Um, when I mentioned earlier about Europe, that's about a third of their revenue, so it's right. not insignificant. Um, yeah, look, that, that, that's part of the business. It's, it's um, cyclical, probably less cyclical than, than, uh, than a, a, more of a resi play. Right. Um, although in saying that, I prefer race. Right. Uh, which is resi and commercial and, yeah. and filters and um, yeah. air conditioning and all sorts of things as well. Um, I, I think Reese is a, um, I love the founder mentality that runs through, through right. Reese. The Wilson family's <laughs> been there for generations. Yeah. Yeah. When they've expanded, they've put their own uh, money, money in. in yeah. So, you know, their skin's very, very much in the game. The other thing is Reese has got a very, very deep moat in their key markets in Australia and New Zealand. They're hugely dominant, um, and if you're a tradie, the biggest cost to your business is when you're not working. Right. Yeah. And if you need whatever sort of plumbing parts, um, you know Reese has got it. So right. um, that gives the business a huge amount of resilience. The expansion into the Sun Belt in the US um, is higher growth. Um, with the Morsco acquisition a couple of years ago, it's higher growth. But the difference is they're not the dominant player. Uh, right. I think they're the number three player um, in a much bigger and more expanding market. Uh, but the dynamics of running a business that, is, uh, that, that doesn't have the massive market leadership that it right. does locally will be the challenge for them. And if they pull it off, it, I think yeah. it, I, I, it's, I would prefer to own it than uh, Reliance. Okay. All right. That's interesting. Would you, are, you, are you more skewed to Reese, Gary? Uh, yeah. Probably neutral, really. Yeah, I'm not. Right. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, I I take on board James saying there. But I think this. I mean, I think Reese. If I'm oh, sorry, I think if um, if Reliance can sort of get the US right, then yeah, this stock's probably got a bit more upside. So okay. um, yeah, it can really can really sort of hum. So yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, our full stock Vita Group, uh, Gary. Sort of basically. Uh, <coughs> Excuse me, a telco retailer. Yeah, so nice. Look, it's um, 147 mil market cap. The PE under six, so um, pretty interesting there. The actual, like the latest revenue numbers that came out in February were, were pretty robust. So revenue was up 14 percent. Like profit was up three percent. So the, the, the business <coughs> was actually um, was going pretty well. And actually, on the, on that day that reported, I think it closed at it went from 128 to 150, so the stock jumped up 20% after its latest mm. report. So it was in really great shape pre-COVID. Yep. Obviously, um, it's, uh, it's it's got a few issues happening here now, but I think this is sort of one that may be coming out the other side again. It's probably in pretty good shape. It's just, um, yeah, it's probably a bit of value here. I think if the stock has a bit of a pullback here, um, it's, yeah, it's definitely one to have a look at, actually. But it's, it's obviously going to have some issues here. Um, with having to close some of the clinics and stores. So it's um, yeah, yeah. business will be affected in the short term, but coming out of restrictions, there's definitely one to keep an eye on there because it just mm. seemed to be a pretty decent last report. Okay, all right. So a yes on Vita Group, James? I like it, David. It's a really, really good retailer. They've got phenomenal systems in place um, and staff that are incentivised. The history of the business has been largely a Telstra uh, yeah, reseller, reseller. 
and they were massively uh, better performed than the Telstra-owned stores. So, of course, what do you do if you're a middle executive in Telstra and you want to bump up your, uh, your numbers in the short term? You reduce their remuneration. So they took a bit of a hit a few years ago on, on what they were getting paid back by Telstra. So that uh, was a 2016, is, was it? When was it was it'd be about, it'd be about right, then, yeah. I would think. Um, and, of course, that's pretty short-sighted from Telstra's point of sure. view. Um, to de-risk the business, the companies expanded into other areas of retail, men's activewear, um, sort of medical grade skin products, and the, um, wow. the, the thought that management has is that their um, retailing systems that they've got in place should be able to transform from, from one product line right. to another. Right. Um, remains to be seen if that's the case, but given management's very strong track record and the fact the mm. stock's not expensive, um, I'd, I'd be happy to be. Uh, I'd be happy to oh, be buying at these levels. That's an interesting story too, isn't mm. it? Because they're they're getting into sectors that are completely different to, to the telco when they sector. bought Squad Athletica um, for a couple of hundred thousand dollars, they were hugely criticised for it, and I yeah. think they probably didn't explain it very well. My view on it was it was a investment of a couple of hundred thousand dollars. If it didn't work, it didn't work. You move on. Yeah. If it did, and they proved that they could. Um, use the skills they had in another sector into uh, into activewear um, for a very small investment. They could significantly de-risk the business from uh, Telstra, yeah. and also uh, dramatically expand their um, their revenue base. They've now gone and done that with skincare products management. Again, a lot of skin in the game. Um, staff throughout the business are highly very motivated. Entrepreneurial, very entrepreneurial. Yeah, I yeah. quite like it. Yeah, okay. All right, that's a good story. I didn't know much about Vita Group, but worth looking into more closely. Um, uh, Fitstock Gary, stick with you, Link Administration, a uh, superannuation fund administrator, I suppose, in the simplest form, but has made a fairly big European acquisition earlier this year. Yeah, I think I had this one a month ago, actually, when, um, and at the time there was actually Long Link and Computer Share when we are um, talking about Link, so look, it's um, it's not expensive here. I think the PE is around eleven point four. The yields around five and a half percent, fully frank. Um, so obviously, fund administration, corporate markets, technology, Link asset services. I just, it's weird actually because in, in the last month here, we've had like a lot of capital raising. So um, I do a lot of legwork, clients chasing up from the registries, and um, from my personal experience, this is probably the worst registry to deal with. Uh, I think technology-wise, I think they're a long way behind some of yeah. the others as well. So just, yeah. it's interesting sort of, I just don't sort of see them. Yeah, so there's a little bit of risk there. I, yeah, I don't, um, I prefer computer share over link um, every right. day of the week. So, but the stocks the stocks had a bit of a recovery here, but I'm, yeah, I've, I've actually offloaded most of my links. So I don't, um, I don't, don't not like it. I just don't love it really, I guess. It's, right. um, yeah. <laughs> All right, James. So as a registry business, I think computer yeah. share is a better business. But the bigger part of this business is um, super, super administration for small balance superannuation funds. Right. And they've got a very strong moat in that they are by far and away the lowest cost provider. They've got a very sticky customer base. Um, clearly so are these mainly for self-managed super funds or the smaller end A lot of those smaller end um, SMFs, right. uh, SMSF right. funds, uh, some of yeah. the industry funds 
uh, with people who've got small balance funds, and a lot of them might have uh, multiple funds. They might have right. worked for a few years in the hotel industry while they're at uni right. and then moved to something else. Um, so consolidating those funds is a risk to the business. That's what yep. the government's been trying to do. Um, the other thing is that there's a company called Grow Super that's yes. uh, started a, um, a similar business with, um, with uh, basic blockchain. Um, at the moment, they've only won one relatively small customer and they do seem to have pretty resilient customer bases, pretty sticky. Right. But if that, um, that other business can really get some traction and there's no evidence of that as yet, that would pose a risk to, uh, you know, moats can be breached. Yeah. And, uh, and that would pose a risk to the very strong moat that Link has. I quite like it, but that's the risk. Right. And what about this European, what was it, Pepper? I think they bought in, in Europe. Is that... Jury's out a little bit. Early right. days, clearly there's been a lot of disruption in, uh, you know, the whole world. Um, so, yeah, early days. Right. So... Computer, take, take on trust. Computer share instead of Link? I'd prefer Link. Right. But, but, prefer but link. I'd prefer Link right. because of that business. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's been very, very resilient long yeah. before it was listed. Sure. Um, I think it was part owned by Macquarie, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. um, so it's been around for a long time, um, yeah. but only listed for three or four years. I, I like it, but that's, right. the, that's the risk. That's, that's the what risk. you've got to keep your eye okay. on as a shareholder. And uh, at these price levels, yeah. pretty good buy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, that's our first five stocks uh, on the call today. Just a recap. Cooper Energy, a no. Uh, Beach Energy, sort of that second, third tier um, uh, below Woodside and, and the oil searches and the like. A uh, bit more risk, but a bit more to gain. So a yes from the guys on that. No for Reliance. Uh, James likes Reese a bit better in that, uh, that sector. Uh, both like Vita Group, entrepreneurial organisation, a good price at the moment, um, and Link, uh, yes from James, a no from Gary. Let's go to our uh, the back end of the call for today and our sixth stock. And Gary, Flexi Group, um, sort of a, a financier, is it? Loan products uh, has got into this buy now, pay later sector as well. Well, it's probably the original, actually, uh, buy now, pay later. So this has probably been around the longest of, right. of all the um, of, of all them out there in the marketplace. So there's plenty of the new ones there. I, I guess these guys have been a little bit um, slow to, with the on the technology front, and there's that they're more sort of like a white labelled sort of finance as well. So like a lot of the retailers use the use the product yeah. in the back end. So what one of the problems I've had with this uh, company is they've got about twenty different brands. So as you think about Afterpay's got one brand, everyone knows Afterpay. Um, FlexiGrip got about 20 different brands there. So I know they're sort of starting to consolidate those, but um, look, it looks pretty looks pretty cheap here on the valuation front there. I think um, market cap only 370 mil. The P is around six and the yield's around 8% there. Wow. Obviously you've got disruption with all the um, uh, retailers currently. So um, so discretionary spend is going to be under the pump a little bit here, but um, don't know. I guess the numbers are pretty interesting. I guess it's um, it's interesting that all the other, you know, email payments and afterpay, they're all all the smaller ones push and yeah. pay are all flying, it's, whereas uh, yeah. Lexi seems to be sort of struggling here. Yeah. That's right. This so, one's uh, sort of being left yeah, behind, it looks... and what an eight percent yield, it's pretty good. 
Yeah, I guess it's it's one of those things. Um, yeah, look, I think if they can execute, it's 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 always bothered me a little bit about all the different brands. So it, right. it is good that they're actually going to consolidate them and bring them under maybe under two or three different names. So, but yeah, I guess there's you know it's just it's such a competitive space here now. There's so many participants there, so everyone's got some you know very um, attractive offers and you know kind of giveaways to get started. So uh, yeah, just super competitive. Just Obviously, most of the most of the players are all targeting the um, consumer. The um, flexi group generally target the um, like the company. So, like Harvey Norman, they do a deal the with the, you know. Yeah. So, there's something in it for yeah as well. So it's yeah, it's probably a better model. But so far, the tech platforms and how easy they are to use, everyone's migrating to those. So yeah. just showing that um, that they yeah, really need to lift their game a little bit. Flexi group if they want to keep up. Yeah, James, because... So it's, yeah, it's you, a tough one here. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. you look at the five-year chart and it was through the roof. And it, it, Gary's saying they were first into the buy now, pay later. So it's almost a... Is it a reflection on the management that aren't that good, aren't that nimble to well, take advantage tell you something of something interesting. You mentioned that a lot of those other companies are flying. Yeah. They're not profitable. They're not even close to profitable. Yeah. This company is profitable and has and been for a, a long dividend. time <laughs> and paying a good dividend. <clears throat> the, the problem is that they're not growing. In fact, their earnings have gone backwards, only modestly, but gone yeah. backwards pretty much year by year for the last five or 10 years. Um, so yes, they're profitable, tick. Yes, they're paying a nice dividend, tick. Um, but they're not growing, probably because market share has been taken from a lot of those other ones that aren't profitable, and I wouldn't invest in those other ones. Yeah. Um, it's a highly competitive space. Yeah. The biggest risk to the industry is probably unemployment, and yep. that risk has been substantially mitigated by the very generous job seeker and job keeper program from the government. It's mitigated that risk for the moment at least. Yep. Um, it's just not an industry I like. Um, I certainly don't like companies that have got a declining profit profile. Hmm. So, um, yeah, not for me. Yeah, okay. So a no for Flexi Group, um, which is disappointing, I must say, because I thought, oh, here's this little gem that maybe everyone's forgotten about and has all these great products and just needs a rocket up and it could, could, start, uh, could start performing. But alas, no. So we can only It's hope. a bit like the mining services. I was going to say, David, it's a bit like the mining services a few years back at the top of the boom. Yeah. All of a sudden you had, you know, you, you went from having maybe, say, five mining services operators to maybe 25 in about, yeah. about a year later. So what happened was the market went into decline. Obviously, like, you know, all of a sudden you lost all your participants there and, like, only the strongest survived here. So I think Lexi is probably in a position to survive here longer term, but... I think that space needs to go through a cycle. And then at yeah. the moment, we're still probably, we're, we're on the up cycle. Maybe we'll go a little bit further higher here, but um, that, so that sector's going to be under pressure here for the next 12 months. But yeah, but maybe maybe 12 months from now, maybe Flexi is the one to look at once okay. once all the damage is done. Oh, that's interesting. So if you had afterpay, Gary, would you be taking a profit? I'd be running a very tight stop on all those stocks, personally. Right. Because okay, once Jay. the music stops there, um, yeah, some risk. Yeah. Yep, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's not... Yeah. yeah I, I, 
It's a darling, though, isn't it's it? A, it really is a darling. And ten cent buy-in. It's, it's ten cent buy-ins are really good sign. Yeah, for it's it, had it, all the, the stories. Yeah, good it, story. It, it really is um, growing their uh, growing their customer base dramatically. It's just not a sector that I'm comfortable with. Number one, yeah. number two is the fact that there uh, there's no history of profitability. Yeah. I get the growth story. I, I completely do, but. It's one of those things that is just um, highly, highly competitive. Yeah. Um, so you're in Gary's boat yeah. as well, saying, yeah. yep, avoid it. All right. Uh, one thing I love about the call, we go from one extreme to the other in different sectors. The next one is uh, Virtus Health, the largest vitro fertilisation provider in Australia. Uh, they have specialist pathology, day sur- surgeries. Um, Gary, another one of these uh, health stocks that has a few different irons in the fire. Yeah, yeah. So obviously the price has come back, but then it's obviously bounced again as well. So I think the so looking around a PE of eight and a half times, the yields are around seven and a half percent. So the, the question there is, what sort of disruption has occurred here? So obviously there has going to be some disruption with with people getting to the you know these fertility centres and stuff there. Yeah. Also, just got to worry the fact that. You know, um, might sound a bit funny, but um, we're all at home, locked up with our um, our, our other halves. Yeah, you know, are we going to be? You know, is is this services going to be required as, as often at the moment? Because I mean, we've got, to, got a busy we've got to, time you know, on our hands to do it naturally. Know. Yeah, we just sort of. I think there's. I, I don't know. I think um, I'm always wary of these sort of stocks. Anyway, I just sort of think they can. Um, can come and go a little bit, but um, but not sure. I think there's. I mean, there's obviously some risk to the sector, but I just you know, I kind of worry about this a little bit as well. Just maybe there's a little change in the wind a little bit as well. So um, yeah, not hmm. sure I'd be going near this unless it was a lot cheaper. Okay, James. Yeah, I was quite excited when I saw this um, assisted reproductive um, technology. I, I um, thought I might even apply for a job there, but it turned out <laughs> it wasn't quite what I thought it was. Um, David, look, the business has um, done okay, but only okay. Right. Uh, return on equity is quite good. Um, there really hasn't been a lot of profit growth. I think the sector did get a bit of a boost from the government in the last uh, budget, which is good. Yep. But again, that's a risk that cuts both ways. Um, government uh, assistance can come and go, and we've seen that in a lot of uh, parts of the medical industry. So. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Um, I, d- I didn't realise the other day we had, uh, I forget what the stock was in this area as well, and um, I didn't realise how competitive Maybe Monash now. IVF? Yes, another, Monash IVF it was. Listed. And um, how competitive it is, mm. and there's almost a price war going on amongst all of these IVF uh, clinics mm. because the technology's just got so good. Yeah. Which I have no idea. It's interesting, is it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, it's 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 just not a industry that excites me. The the um, numbers don't excite me. Yeah. Uh, there's been very little profit growth. I'm not negative on it, but I wouldn't go and buy. Right. Okay. There are better stories out there and better opportunities. Um, stick with you on that for our eighth stock, uh, James, and sort of one of the. Uh, one of the big online uh, success stories on our market, Seek, the online job advertisements group that 
basically had its origins take away the rivers of gold classified advertising revenue from the big uh, from the big newspaper groups. Um, and they've really had first mover advantages. We were talking sure about a company a couple of weeks ago, I don't remember which one it was, that had a first mover advantage that's been destroyed yep. for reasons. Yeah, can't remember the stock. Yeah. Um, this one's held onto uh, onto it, um, which makes them very resilient relative to a cyclical market. Yeah, clearly it's on its knees at the moment because uh, no one's very few people are out employing. Yeah, um, they've expanded their business into Asia and uh, and and the Americas and and particularly South America. Um, I find it interesting that their sales growth, their revenue growth, has averaged fifteen percent per year but their profit growth has only averaged 2.5%. And you'd think in a business like this, which is, doesn't have the bricks and mortar yep. of a traditional uh, recruiting company, that there should be some operating leverage. And the, um, the evidence suggests that's not the case. Earnings are going to be horrible this year. They will yeah. be for a lot of different companies. So if you like it, you've got to look through the valley. Um, the question is, how deep is the valley? How wide is it? Nobody really knows. Yeah. Again, I'm not negative on it, but I don't think I'd be buying right. it myself. Okay, Gary, you know, will run management team um, founders Andrew and Paul Bassett um, and uh, uh, Matt Rockman was it from the Rockman Hotels Group? I think uh, was involved there. Um, as James was saying, knocked about because no one's really advertising for staff at the moment, but uh, that's just part of the cycle. Yeah, look at the, I guess the good thing for them is they, they are sort of um, obviously a growth business have been pretty resilient, you know, consecutive years of sort of growing the business. Um, margins are getting a little bit squeezed there in terms of um, as James highlight um, in in a in a market recovery. Normally the leaders lead, so yeah. they're the stocks that you're going to hold up and push the highs here. So if the market continues to bounce, Seek will continue to rally. The the issue I've got similar to James is that. We've got a $6 billion market cap. I think the PE's getting up towards 40 times, so um, it's, it's getting pretty high. So um, I think if the stock was overvalued at the top here, um, it's had a pretty pretty decent pullback, come back in the middle here again, probably will go higher in the short term just because it would go with the market. But I can't sort of – I think $19, $20 there is probably the upside for the stock here. I just – you know, I think the, the valuation – stretch there. So, um, will it be something that comes back with the economy, do you think? Oh, I think there's, um, I mean, look, there's plenty of people trying to use the service, I know that, um, but whether employers will be, um, you know, will, will, I guess, be, you know, there's enough sort of jobs going on um, to, to put, I guess, use, use the platform that I'm not sure about. So, um, yeah, look, I, I think we're going to be in the bear market for a couple of years here, and I think, um, you know, heightened unemployment, so it's going to be a little tougher space there, but yeah. they'll, they'll do okay in that period there. For me, it's just the valuation is a little high there, so um, sure. we're going to hit, you're going to hit a bit of a hiccup this year, come through later on, but multiple still very high, so if it doesn't keep growing here, you've, you've got to have some, you've got to have some concerns here moving forward where they can keep growing. Okay, all right. Uh, we'll stick with you, uh, Gary, on our next one. Uh, one of the world's biggest gold miners just 
recently raised a billion dollars uh, for growth and the gold price is looking pretty good at the moment. Newcrest Mining, one of our, our blue chip resource stocks. Yeah, look, this is actually one of the few stocks, gold stocks actually I do have a few clients holding. So I'm, I'm not big on the gold. Um, it's had a pretty good run here. Obviously the gold price is pretty hot. So everyone will probably argue you've got to have it in your portfolio at the moment, but yep. I don't know, just sort of think, you know, with the Aussie dollar low, I think with the gold price pretty high, it's just sort of, it's, you know, it's been a perfect gold market here. So to me, I, you know, my, my contrarian nature tells me this is probably the time to be, you know, exiting some of those goals. But look, there's, there's some good reasons why I might keep going. So, um, yeah, I guess sort of, yeah, so I've, I, I guess I'm pretty neutral. I just, I've not, you know, I'm, I'm not anti-gold here. I just uh, think there's better stuff to be in. Right, okay. Um, sort of better gold stocks or just better stocks per se? I just don't want to be in that sector. Don't I just don't want to be in gold here. Right. I just, um, I think, yeah, I just sort of think you, you'll find that in these um, in these sort of lower growth markets there that, like if you actually look at the commodities basket, it's actually quite low here, the CRB and XM, you know, and and normally what happens is you just sort of get diff different sort of metals will um, minerals will have a have a run and then the next one will sort of cool off here. So gold's had a pretty strong run. Obviously oil's on the down, so I'd be much prefer to buy oil stocks here than buy gold stocks. Oh, and then um, okay. yeah, so just just sort of a bit more contrarian, I guess, in, in where we're at in the cycle. Yeah, James. David, this is an epically badly run business. Uh, they've had some profit growth because the gold price has been strong, but they have dramatically underperformed the rise in the gold price, let alone in Australian dollar terms. Yeah. Resource stocks generally are not great investments. They're highly capital intensive. The sector doesn't have a great history of managing capital wisely. Um, <laughs> when things are really good, they go and throw money at, at things, whether it's buying back their own expensive shares or buying other expensive uh, mines. Um, and then going and raising money when things are, are difficult. I mean, it, it, it's completely the wrong way around. Um, don't get me started on the execution of these guys. Yep. Um, it's actually done reasonably well. They have got profit growth, but it's just so you, dramatically uh, underperformed what it should have been. Right. If I had to own a gold stock, I'd own Northern Star. Right. Um, I just think Newcrest, fifth biggest gold producer in the world, oh, no. it should have it's done impressive. so much better. It just yeah. should have. And I just think they have so underperformed their um, on, on every, every metrics you can right. think of. Right. Okay. So are you a bit with, with Gary on these things? Like this is, could you almost say this is peak gold? Uh, at the moment and if you're in stocks like this or in a sector and and so it was interesting Gary's comment I'd rather be buy, buying oil stocks coming off really bad than being at the peak because they've had big gold price low Australian dollar double whammy hit on the upside well, it's not going to be around for a while you note my comments about oil earlier yeah. um, gold's even more so right? and the world's full of gold bugs who just think that it's going to continue to go on forever. Um, the simple fact is that there is, I, I don't know what the number is, but huge amounts of gold sitting in vaults around the world. Yeah. So 
for um, and, and and demand for it yep. grows a bit year by year, but but. Um, it's more speculative, though. It, it, it does, really is. It does it's, have an industrial and jewellery base yeah. and things like that. But, but Gary, I, I was, James is right, is it? Because there's almost, uh, how could you describe it, a nutty fringe of gold bugs, aren't there? That's sort of the doom and gloomers that say, this is the, the bunker commodity to be in. You've always got to have it in case the world ends. Yeah, I remember reading something uh, probably a couple of years ago. It was something like the the world's largest uh, gold ETF is uh, basically is about five times the um, the world value of gold. <laughs> so just sort of shows how many people will speculate in a, in an instrument, you know. So yeah. Um, so yeah, there's lots of gold stocks, gold ETFs. You know, um, people love to trade that particular metal. So, but I think it's um, yeah. I mean, this. I agree with James. The capex is pretty high in most mining stocks here, so um, you're you're with gold here if you think everything else is stuff. So it, it might be. Um, so you're, <laughs> you're, you're playing the gold stock, and I'd I'd much prefer to, you know. Yeah. Central but banks. I, I just I just can't play that personally. I just uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Central banks around the world are printing enormous amounts of money, yeah. um, as they did during the GFC. Yeah. It hasn't materialised inflation in inflation. Yeah. It's got to one day. And yeah. if that happens, if we have rampant inflation, then gold might be a little bit of a hedge against that. But yeah. fundamentally, I just can't see a reason to be in the sector. Yep. Okay. All right. Our uh, final stock uh, of the day, uh, Gary's Lendlease, the, the big construction group, uh, just raised a billion dollars again, one of the many companies that's been out to market. What do you think of Lendlease? Yeah, so I was just doing the numbers there. So, um, so yeah, market cap seven point four bills. So they've raised what one point one five bills. So fairly decent sort of size there. Um, seems like most of the brokers have sort of got a bit more buoyant now that the money's raised here. So um, I can tell at the moment everyone's sitting worlds apart. I mean, we've got valuations from seventeen forty nine to twelve thirty seven from yeah you know, probably. Yeah, you know, if we look across the top ten brokers in Australia, so just there's a yeah big disparity in view here. Um, I know they're trying to sell their engineering business there, Asiona. Um, so obviously, you know, markets thinking, oh, if they you know, if they show the balance sheet up here, the raising's pretty positive. So yeah, so look, I think it looks positive here, but I just can't see it um, outperforming in this current climate. But definitely some value there. Okay. So it's a pretty broad business. It's um, yeah. it's a developer and contractor, hospitals, um, shopping centres, um, retirement homes. They they built the uh, convention and exhibition centre just across the water here. Yeah, and not only here but overseas. And, too, and right? overseas, yeah. um, it's big. It, it's a very very big international company. The cap raising was an interesting one. It, it will increase liquidity, it will reduce gearing, but they didn't give us enough information about whether it was a defensive cap raising or an offensive one. And oh, yeah. um, look, am I allowed to be neutral? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah of course. I, yeah. I, um, I, I, if I owned it, I'd hold it, but I wouldn't yeah. go out to buy it. James Rosenberg from Bay News.
Thank you. Great to see you as Pleasure. usual. Thank you. Gary Glover from Novus Capital. Mate, thank you again. Always great to have you as part of the call. Thank you. Uh, just to recap those final uh, five stocks for us before we uh, uh, head off. Flexi Group are no. Virtus Health are no. Uh, Seek no. Uh, Newcrest are, are no. And sort of neutral on Lend-Lease. So the best um, um, response today from our, our team is, was to, to Beach Energy, even though there's a bit of risk in those uh, at that level of the oil stocks. And uh, Vita Group got uh, two ticks as well. So that's it for the call for this Monday. Hope to have your company tomorrow just after midday Eastern. If you'd like to send in some suggestions, on any stocks that you want us to ponder and give you a view on, just email through the call at osbiz.com.au or through Twitter, our handle osbiztv. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.